he basically said like they made sure that they certified at 707 horsepower instead of using like the manufacturer's rating that way people because he knew people wouldn't believe it but once you saw it like um in basically all the verifiable proof like no one could argue and they'd be like holy shit chrysler actually made 707 horsepower this is ridiculous and that's essentially what it was because they all knew like that's the marketing aspect behind why a car is built with 707 fucking horsepower right because i mean if you're talking about like even at a race track there are certain i mean it's not it can't be all powers can it like there has to be a balance of a lot of other aspects what do you mean like yeah i, I guess i guess the I, I guess question could be better asked in this way can can race cars is there an ideal power level for a race car and is there yes. is there a consequence to going over that level yes the maximum horsepower you need is the amount the tires can handle to get you around the track the quickest but there's no what if you what if you could just keep on adding tires to alleviate you know? eventually you're gonna run out of track there's a physical there limit a physical... to how big your tires really can be. Yeah. So there's a limit to how much grip you can generate, right? And, there, I'm and sure there's plus, a you got to understand, like, well. what is the track? There's a physical limit to the track. So when you ask mm. me, is how much horsepower can it be? Mm. It's very, spe- it's a very specific answer needed based on very I specific see. circumstances. I see, I see. So it's not one of those questions that could be asked in a broad sense. No. Is it a drag race? Like, you, you know, is it a Formula One race? Again, you have to think about right. what are you talking about? I, I guess you just have to have a goal that you want to achieve and essentially make an optimal or optimized, you know, you know, specifications for that, you know, for that goal. Yes. And that's what the, again, this is what simulation is so helpful for because what simulation is, is basically you're doing 95% of the guesswork by doing math on what your car is capable of, right? You can figure that out. And that's how you design race cars. And that, it's not how you, by just guessing, slapping on this part or that part, let me do what, you know, people don't know. So they copy what works based on what other people have done, which is fine because it works, but I'm saying, that's not the engineer's approach. Hmm. Not a good engineer's approach, in my opinion, I should say. Um, anyways, that's enough about whatever we're just talking about. Now that it's <laughs> yeah. 11 o'clock, let's get started yeah. with you. Yeah. Welcome everybody to Spirit of Build, the podcast where we have drinks with the people behind car culture. I'm your host, Earl Han, and I'm joined with my guest, uh, Hoen Kim, who is also my co-host. What's up, Hoen? Hello, everybody. So Hoen knows the drill. Um, last time, we actually ended up having an eight-hour conversation by accident. 
uh, because Owen is like my oldest uh, friend, basically. We've known each other for 22 years now. 20, dude, it's going on 20, our 23rd year now. So, something like that. Uh, MJ. I, 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 I can't count that high, so. <laughs> dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not a COVID cough because I was definitely like phlegmy. Oh, that caught me off guard. <laughs> um, anyways. Today we're drinking New Riff. This is actually last, again, last time we tried to do this. I started off here and then we ended up here. So this is all I have left. But what we're drinking. Well, for, those, for those curious of what last time was, I just want them to know that this is the third attempt at <laughs> this. <laughs> So it's completely understandable that you, you, you are running out of whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, it's not like I'm a huge alcoholic. I usually drink on recording nights, but <laughs> I'm like kind of a perfectionist. And yeah, this is the third time. So I just kind of hate everything I do. So please bear with me. <laughs> uh, well, cheers, cheers, I guess. Oh, fuck. We forgot to do the tasting notes. I, I smell a bit of, like, sour note. So I smell cinnamon. Like, cinnamon or, like, um, black pepper. Something that's kind of spicy. Um, you don't, Do you not have any, like, sweet smells? I do smell the cinnamon, but, like, it's, like, cinnamon and... Like a cinnamon syrup almost? Oh, yeah. You have to, like, really draw in deep, but then it also draws in, like, that ethanol note. So, like, it kind of, like, stings too much. You have to, like, really dig deep because mine's kind of aired out. So, this has been open for maybe six, seven months. Um, this is the new Riff single barrel rye. Uh, it's the single barrel, so it's the barrel proof. And uh, Hoenn and I have basically twin batches i would say like they're from the same season they're just um a couple barrels the same apart warehouse yeah same like, yeah everything's the same it's just a couple barrel uh barrels down and look like what, what's your uh what's your abv uh 56.15 okay mine's 56.2 so like it, it's, it's got a taste very similar. yeah it's basically yeah. the same stuff i'm pretty so, sure it's all from the same stuff and they just put it in different barrels yeah, like they just bat, uh, they batched it. Did you know that this is actually the first bottle, like first release of their own juice? Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that because because I've been a very big fan of New Riff uh, for a while because I I, I am a big fan of their uh, OKI stuff, uh -huh. which is which stands for Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana. Yeah, that's literally what it what it stands for. Yep. But uh, it was a uh, they they sourced it from MGP. As far as I know, but yeah, this this was the first year that they released their own juice, so I remember buying this okay. because I, I remember New Riff from OKI bottles. Okay, and I'm not disappointed. Yeah, it was the first time I heard of New Riff, so like I just picked it up. Um, that's how I when I first got onto them, like when I was down in Louisville, I just never heard of New Riff because they don't sell it here, or they didn't at the time. So I uh, picked it up, and I was like, oh man, this stuff's um actually i picked it up i didn't drink it 
and you told me that like yo this is what i really like i've been drinking this uh kind of frequently i'm like oh cool let me give it a try try that i loved it so yeah um luckily did you did, huh? did you not know or have OKI before you got this? Again, New Rift didn't get distributed to Michigan until last year. Right. Well, I, I picked it up. I guess I picked up my bottles in Indianapolis when I was down there for a convention. What year? Uh, this was like 2017? Again, I was living in Michigan. 16? Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, maybe you were just passing by. Yeah. I don't know um so the thing is like with um new riff like i really only found out yeah because i found it when i was like in louisville for work mm -hmm. um but yeah like there's no there would be no other way unless you're like really um into whiskey and on instagram and like following the blogs you know, I'm like, I liked whiskey, but like, I wasn't like trying to find like every single new thing. I was just like, every time I go right. to the store, like if it's something new on the shelf, I just grab it. Right. So. Uh, I, well, I think I, when I came across OKI, I knew to pick it up just because I've seen it in Facebook groups right. just in passing. Right. So like that, that, and OKI actually has a very attractive bottle. It's, it's a very clean looking bottle and label. Right. So. When I saw it online, I, and I, I saw I saw that it had good reviews, you know, and I came across it, I just definitely bought just bought whatever they had in the shelf, which was two bottles. Okay. And the good thing about OKI was that a lot of them were very, they were aged for a while, like ten. Hey, we're too off topic. To we're too off topic. We're doing it again. Uh, let's just yeah, get to the tasting notes. All right. Okay. Um, Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. It. it I like OKI's. Well, I like I like rye whiskeys for that like minty note. It's new riff, bro. What did I say? Okay, I said rye whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I I like I like rye whiskeys in general because of like the minty notes, and this one isn't uh, isn't too different, and it's actually the type of rye whiskeys that I. I you know, I like where it's like very cooling and like menthol and yeah. Yep. So, so mine, yeah, I get, um, on the, on the, um, nose, I get like sweeter, like the honey notes and like definitely the spice and like the ethanol's there, um, that burn, but you know, whatever. You know, so my bottle actually has been open for about a year now, mm -hmm. but I, I haven't too, had too much off of it. So the oxidization hasn't happened too much. Okay. And uh, it doesn't taste like it's 112 proof. Yeah. It, 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 it feels softer than that. Um, well, mine like it. Mine has like some heat to it. So you can definitely tell it's like a, a foolproof like uh, whiskey. But on the palate, I got like um, more of like mint and like apple actually. So I noticed with like rye, there's like usually three different kind of rye notes I get. It's either mint, apple, or like dill, like dill pickle. And I hate the dill kind. Um, what's uh, what's one of the brands that is typically dill? You know, Young Willets. <laughs> Young Willets. Young Willet rye, yeah. 
unfortunately yeah. you know they're like okay three or four years. they're okay yeah like the two years no i mean like i like a two year like one of the uh, original when they first released them yeah it was so bad yeah i, I didn't really like the two years yeah it, to me it was very like the profile it was very dark yeah like it was like very like your know, dry fruits and like dark like taste whereas i i prefer like more refreshing rice like this one okay all right cool um well moving on mm. so hoen so hoen why don't you tell us about your car so i currently drive a 2013 128i bmw and i personally believe it's one of the best cars you could buy under fifteen thousand dollars and uh this is actually the second one that i have i i, I this <laughs> I, I bought the same car twice uh but yeah it, it's that good of a car you know that that should be a testament to how good the car is and uh before that i've had svt focus which is also another great car i've had a saab 93 i've had i, I also, I've also had a 1996 Volkswagen uh, Passat diesel wagon five-speed. That is a, actually a very, very rare car, by the way. And that's where the interesting car ends. Bef after Before that, it was like, I don't know, Ford Escort, you know, Dodge Stratus. Dodge Stratus was my first car. It's, the, it's a car that I raced Earl Han with back in high school. That candy apple red. <laughs> Dodge Stratus. I'm trying so that, hard not that. to like laugh out loud, like onto the mic and ruin the audio. <laughs> Why? What? What's so funny? <laughs> well, first of all, basically every car you've owned is weird. No. Odd. No. I've also had a Scion XA. Yes. They're all extremely very mediocre with very big personalities, though. They all have very big right, personalities yeah. in terms of cars, but in terms of engineering, except for the Scion and the BM. <laughs> mm, no, the Scion. Uh huh. None of them are well made. I, I will say the Scion was actually very well made because we got rear ended. And the crump, rear crumple zones, which was very tiny, worked out very, very well. So, I will, I will say, Scion X-Way was X-Way was very well engineered car. Um, I was gonna to say, say, I was that, gonna say your BMW. Uh huh. I was gonna say, it is well made. Uh huh. To be very mediocre, and that's uh, kind of why you like it. It's the ultimate compromised machine. I guess. I don't necessarily agree with that in its entirety, but it's not without truth. That's as far as I was. Look, say. okay, look, okay. So people think I hate BMWs, okay? I don't hate BMWs. You do hate BMWs. Um, I hate how people are so fervent for BMWs because BMWs to me are, you know, just eh. Like they're okay, like, but when I actually drive them, like I just don't enjoy driving them. Like I want to enjoy driving them, 
but I don't. Mm-hmm. Like every single BMW ever? That I've driven. Or owned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you what what you had the E thirty and the X five D, right? Yeah. I mean, X five D isn't a very good example. It, it it it's not, yeah. It doesn't have it doesn't it's, carry it's, much like BMW ness to it. It's the most peak BMW. It's the most niche thing you could do to an X fucking five. <laughs> I mean, eh. yeah, it's the most BMW. I I don't see again. And again, the E thirty, the most BMW. They fucking blow. <laughs> Why? Why? Okay, with the E thirty, there's nothing but headaches. Why is that? Because it's fucking old and everything's expensive. Yeah, but then that's true for a lot of other cars. But again, this was supposed to be Amber's car, and I'm the one fucking working on it. But you knew that going into that. No, she was supposed to work on it, but unfortunately we had Parker. <laughs> well, that's why we got rid of it. I mean, I, I, for those that don't know, this is a car that Earl gave as part of like the whole like you know wedding process. And... The fact that you we were expecting her to work on it is it's it, it's like a gift that's broken. Why she wanted to work on it? She asked for a project car. Oh well, then she. I don't know. I, I got nothing to say to that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everyone jumps to like to conclusions. Like, yeah. Well, what you gotta do? I don't know. Well, I told her, like, if she wants, like, because at this point in our life, like, now that we have a little bit more stability and some more money, it's just like, uh-huh. we'll just find, like, a better E30. It's like, fuck it. I don't care if it's more expensive. Like, it's just, it's not worth oh, the fuck. so much more expensive now. <laughs> yeah, but how much more could it be? Oh, dude, some of them, like, so I've been following, well, I haven't really been following E30s. I've been following E28s, which is the 5 Series of that generation. Mm-hmm. And... Naturally, you you do like venture like over to E30s from time to time, and I feel like 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 when Eugene sold his car, right? He sold it for like six grand or something like that. But I feel like six grand will get you like this like just beat up shell these days. It's insane how expensive these things got, and. You know, naturally, E twenty eight also has gone up quite a lot. I don't know. Whatever. Fuck it. I don't give a shit, dude. Like, I'm I'm tired of just this fucking BMW ness. It's not just BMWs, man. Like drifters going through it too. Like with S thirteen oh, and FCs and stuff like that. But I feel like that's Jeez. that's with everything. Like I feel like, especially in twenty twenty, like everyone's just home. They just want to buy something that they can work on. And whether that's cars, but why wouldn't you just get like, a new fucking car for the same money? I I don't know. <sighs> Whatever. I'm not. You know what? I'm just. You 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 are the man of many broken cars yourself. So. Well, here's the thing, okay? Like, I understand large macro and economic trends, right? Uh-huh. Which is why I bought the FD early. Because I already uh-huh. knew it was too late to get the air-cooled 911. Right. 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 Um, I bought the S14 
instead of a fucking Honda, mm. right? I bought the GC8 now because I finally realized like this is never gonna get any fucking cheaper. Yeah. Right. Same with yeah. the FC. Yeah. Like it, it, I, I feel like as a society and government regulations, you know, electric cars is is planned to take over. Yep. You know, so I feel like that that fact has really accelerated the just people just you know grabbing onto anything that they could have and just hoarding it. Like, so I feel like people people are looking to just hoard cars for the long term. Some some of some of these cars. My guess is now that with the Biden administration, he rejoined the Paris Climate Accord. Mm-hmm. According, are we gonna have? Well, no. What happened was I don't know what's going to happen now because uh, Governor Brown of California he announced that CARB was going to declare that California was going to be electric vehicles only by 2035. Yep. And what that might get be like nationwide. So the way it works is California has the car, like California air resource board, right? Mm-hmm. Or air research board or something like that, whatever. Like there, there's a bunch of other states that just mirror that, aren't they? Yeah. So there's 13 <laughs> states that adopt CARB, uh, car uh-huh. regulations. So if California says we're going to go all electric, if that means all 13 states follow California and say we're going all electric, OEMs are going to have no choice but to go EV. Otherwise, they're going to have to sell two different cars for, and then you have to homologate for two different sets of regulations. So they're just not going to do it. It's cost prohibitive by the regulation. So, so it doesn't, so what you're saying is that it doesn't really matter. By 2035, because, we're going to have all EVs. Yeah. Whether people because, know it or not, they want to argue, yeah. right? Unless California changes their mind, that's the fact. Yeah, because California alone has enough swing power with the other mirroring states that it just puts that over the threshold. Exactly. Time. So whether people yeah. know it or not, like gas engines are going away in 2035. Maybe we shouldn't say that until we actually pick up more gasoline cars as collectible. Why? Like <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just. I would rather store fucking gasoline. I have enough cars. I mean, gasoline. But gasoline expires pretty quickly, doesn't it? So like gasoline goes bad very quickly. So you quickly. guys understand the issue here, right? The race against time of what we're trying to do. Look at how asinine it is. And why Why are you guys paying so much fucking money for this shit? Hmm. How would you... But at the same time, though, it's... It's a regulation on new car sales. So it's not like the gas Correct. stations will like disappear Correct. overnight. Correct. But eventually, yeah. Like, you know, how many gas stations are going to be needed? Right. I, I feel like eventually gas stations, you know, a lot of them will disappear or like turned into like charging stations of, of some sort. Of course. But, they're going to be, up, yeah, they're going to be re- reused. But at the same time, you know, I feel like gasoline will be treated like race fuel. You know, where it's like only very select, you know, stations would have it, and you know, it's charged at a, at a premium. You know, it, it, it's it's inevitable. Right. It's and that's fine. Yeah, as long as that bad. service is available, like I'm okay with paying that tax. Yeah. Right. Because at that at that point, you won't even drive gasoline cars as like your daily. No. So, yeah. You know, How would you want to? Exactly. Like people don't mind paying you know, like five six ten dollars a gallon for race fuel so it'll it'll essentially be the same shit right 
Well, so, no, it's not that people don't mind. We just we do it out of necessity. Right. You guys have no choice. Right. So, so what's the point of minding it? <laughs> right. Okay. As long as we're in agreement there. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so again, we're just way off topic. Can do you? Do you want to know? Do you want to know why I ended up getting getting one twenty eight? In the first place? No, well, I told you it's the most compromised car. Well, I, I guess first off, I just like how it looks. Okay, that's like, that's a perfectly for, legitimate first, reason. I don't think they're bad for, looking. I don't no, think BMWs are bad looking. We're bad looking until well, like so, the F80 ish generation. Even F80 isn't so bad, but the new generation, the the don't oh, it's so bad, but. I will say what when the Bangle Five first came out, people hated it, and now I personally think Bangle Five looks still pretty good. Oh, 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 after all these years, so and I feel like a lot of people who hated it eventually came back around as well. So that's that. So with enough time and enough exposure, everything becomes cool, yeah, or or everything normalizes. Because you're, you just get used to dude, it. Dude, you remember how much controversy the bangle design originally caused? Because oh, it moved dude. away from the brick? Yeah, people were like, people this is shit, like the dude. end of BMW. Like, it happens every fucking time. And like, same with Subarus. I'm like, every fucking time I see a new Subaru, I'm like, God, this looks like trash. And really? I, I personally like Subarus over the years. No, every, like time, every time they release the new press photos... Uh-huh. At launch, I say, this looks like fucking trash. Then I see it in person. I say, oh, it's not so bad. And then in like two years, I'm like, oh, I kind of want one. Every fucking time. <laughs> just like clockwork. So I just realized, like, I don't fucking pay attention to the internet comments because it's the same fucking cycle every time. Yeah. Dude, people hated on the one series so much. They're were, they were like, this is like the bastard love child. Like... You know this this is this thing is horrendous looking. Whatever, literally every single magazine when that first came out was like, everything's great, great balance. Your engine's great, but it's kind of ugly. That was literally their their thing. But you know, it's not a bad looking car. It looks very German. Like to me, it looks it's it's a very quintessentially like BMW design. I would say yeah. So, I mean, like really, if you want to track the spiritual successor or succession of the m3 right mm-hmm. it really goes from the m3 to the 135m or whatever bullshit they fucking called that one m yeah whatever fucking i don't know man one this bmw is so fucking complicated no, it's not it's not so bad it used to be a lot simpler i will say it's gotten a whole lot more complicated <laughs> okay so anyways um Fuck, why did I get so upset about that? <laughs> it's because you hate BMW. I really do. I do, as- I do fervently hate BMW's marketing. And because their marketing is so good, I want yeah, to like good. their cars. I just don't. <laughs> Everyone says, yeah. I love like I love my BMW. Think, think, think about I, it. I, I Every single one of my fucking friends has a BMW. Do you think I, I want to be the guy that hates BMWs? I want to have a BMW too, but I'm like, no, this shit just fucking, I hate it. So I, I, I mean, but you're, you've always been a hater though. 
No, I've driven one and I realized they fucking suck. Oh no, no, no. I, I don't. I don't mean just hater for BMWs. Just in general in life, you, you, I've known you for a long time. You, you've been quite the hater. Am I a hater if I actually experienced it and realized <laughs> I like it's stupid? It? Yeah, I hate it. But you're the only one that that, that hates it. Okay, but that's fine. But like, at least I've experienced it. I'm not just like, like some kid sure. on the internet just saying like, fine. this is my opinion. Like, if you're equating the term hater as like internet troll, right? I, I don't mean that when I say you've been a hater. Right. It's just that, you know, if you were, if Chappelle show was still around and hate, you know, haters ball was like haters ball updated version was on, you would fit right in, is what all I'm saying. No, because let's be real. In, in, not, not for BMWs, just in general. Like, no, because let's, <laughs> let's be fair here, right? When someone uh, deserves. The credit, I also give that to them too. Yeah. So let's let's yeah. paint the balanced picture here, right? All right. Well, it it was a one big joke, but like you, you took that way too seriously. Because <laughs> again, I'm I mean, not we, a hater. We even, again, we I, even, I, I I I give it a fair approach. We even had had a Facebook page for you. I know. I thought it was fucking <laughs> of you being a hater. That shit was hilarious. That's why I fucking let it go, and that's why I kept it going. It was fucking funny. I, you know, I think everyone. I don't think that group exists except in on my page oh, because really? I believe I'm still in the group. Dude, you have to. Oh, is there any members left? Doubt it. it oh fuck! Oh, look I it go send me screenshots. I mean, was, I mean, the only members were me, you, of your own hate hater club. <laughs> <laughs> and Shorty and Paul. So for, for people cool. who don't know, Shorty and Paul are um, two of our friends from like junior high. Well, well for me, high school. Okay, for high school, right? But Shorty is actually like four inches taller than me. And when people don't understand how he got that <laughs> name, it's because Shorty is like 11 months younger than me in the calendar year. And I've known him since pre-puberty, right? So at one point I was taller than him, and then after puberty <laughs> I was no longer taller than him. But I've known him long enough to call him Shorty. <laughs> I've actually have never known that. That's the that story, man. He used to that be the is... smallest of us between me, Paul, and him in fifth grade. Yeah, yeah. that's the, that's the story. That is funny. Yeah. That is actually really funny. <sighs> All right, what's next? Oh, so we were talking about the 120 and then we we're talking about how I was a hater. Uh -huh. So we were just talking about uh, the 128i and how you had to get two of them. Can you kind of go through your work history and why you had to get two of them? Yeah, so, well, I guess my, so I, I've worked in various jobs over the years. So I, I've, I've, I've had like, I think the count is at like 21 or 22 or something. Like I, I've had 21 or 22 jobs since I was like 15. So like I, I've never stopped working really. And uh, so like I've, I, I was working in mostly Korean corporate, you know, like world in Korea. And when I came back to the States, I started working for the Korean government. This is 2013. And the reason I got the BM, or I, so when I was in Korea, there was 
120D. And I thought that looked great. It was like Alpine white with the BMW's like like gray stripe like striped kit like applied to it. I was like, that car just looks so good. It's tiny, but it's a good good proportion car. You know, it looks good. So like when I came back to the States, I wanted to buy that. And I, I looked through the forums and I found one that was very very cheap for the price. Uh, at the time, and very low mileage, and I picked it up. And this was because I guess at, I don't I don't know how how to like so, put together my job. What to this? From right what now. what what? Like because like I guess I you asked me you. Know, talk about job history yeah and how i ended up having two bmws yeah i i guess you know like it, it's not like the job required the car it's just that i i had a disposable income at that point right that's the point where that's, I, just, I just bought the car that's fine so like but, you could okay okay i'm sorry so let me let's start over then okay so hmm. hold on let's talk about why you wanted the 128i m sport uh, in the first place what why why, why do you guys say the m sport like very mocking tone like that because it's not an, uh <laughs> it's not the 1m right it's not and it's not, it's not a 135i right it's not and it's um is there a 125 in europe okay not here okay uh but I, fine so like, why'd you get the so, bottom bitch well i got the bottom bitch because one it was cheap and well no the 135 price and 128 price for ones with m sport and manual transmission is about the same. So I just wanted, so I could have had the 135 if I wanted. It's, it wasn't the matter of money, but rather I didn't really want the turbochargers. And why? Like I, I, just, I, I, I like just the throttle response of NA. Like it, I don't really care to have like that absolute power, but you know, I, I like driving through the mountains. So, you know, I, I rather have a very linear very responsive power right and and you know like 128 while it is the bottom bitch of the models yep. i mean it, it it's really workhorse, was right it, right yeah it, it was literally the cheapest bmw that they offered the, you know for those years that it was available but yeah no was, man i'm talking that's that's pimp talk it's bottom bitch is your top earner <laughs> well it, it, it does I, it does the most volume right I don't know if it did the most volume. I was, I, I'm sure the th for BMW three series is still the bottom bitch, right? Three series will you know, the one it, series. Know, Otherwise, why would they engineer it? it they just wanted a smaller car, I guess. But oh my God. It, it was never a big volume seller. It, it really wasn't. I get it. I get it. Okay. But uh, let's move on. <laughs> am I making this difficult? Yes, for you right now? yes you are. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say. I will say the 128 has like very like traditional, you know, like the, the, those silly BMW traditionalist quote unquote, mm -hmm. you know, that wants that like, you know, oh, I want the inline six, NA, whatever, that BMW feel. This car has leaps and bounds of that in, in a modern package. So if you're, if, if some, if people are out there looking for that, you know, classic quote unquote BMW feel without the turbochargers, get yourself one of these. Yeah. Okay. This 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 is the pinnacle or the newest edition of that. Okay. 
Right. I, I think I've said this before plenty of times and in my experience, why I hate BMWs. Okay. I am an engineer. Yes. So in terms of engineering, BMW, yes, they impress me quite a bit in terms of technical achievements. Right. Uh-huh. Although I do know that they don't really run durability um, according to what Toyota said. So that's why shit always breaks. Everything's just computer, computer breaks. engineered, right? It's, um, CAE, computer-aided engineering. So when you do that, you simulate stuff, but simulation is only so good, which is why in the real world, BMWs break all the fucking time. All the fucking time. I I actually just got my car back from the shop. Yeah, that's why simplicity is better, which is why the 128i is a much better idea for the real world than a 135i. It is more reliable. Exactly. It it, it requires less maintenance. There's less stuff. Yeah, it's it's simple math. And I feel like with BMWs, they tend to like, like, overperform all the time. Like they they always overperform in terms of like what the posted you know like numbers as well. But like I feel like they just push their stuff a little further in terms of tolerance, and they do break because of that. No, they overcomplicate everything. That too, right? Because you have to make. How can you make it a sports car and a luxury car? That's why I hate everything you fucking touch in that car. That's why I always complain about the driver ergo. The steering on center, it's dead, right? The pedals, the spacing, fucking horrible. It's not right? that bad. The shifter, it's how is it rubbery and notchy at the same fucking time? Everything the driver needs, I fucking hate. So what the fuck is a what good is it for me? I mean, it may not be good for you, but like pedal placement, it's great for me. That's like fine. It's, it's, it's great. I'm not a German body type, so that's fine. I'm not a ger- I don't have a German body type either. Yeah, but at least you're a Germanish height. I'm a very Japanese uh, height. I don't know. I feel like I'm very Korean in height. Okay, but fine. Like German Germans are tall as fuck, dude. Like, I don't fucking know, man. I, I, I go to Germany way. and I feel like I'm in land. Like you said, giants. 135 is the smaller car. It is. It is. But yeah, well, I, I just got my car back from the shop. Anyways. BMW reliability. Dude, it was it was it was the it was going crazy. Like it was flashing lights, and you know the gauges were going like this. And so I took it to the shop. They're like, "Oh, it's probably this like, you know, it's a footwall module, which is one of the like you know like the the computing whatever things, right? Oh. Because when we scanned it, it, it popped up like fifty codes of uh like the communications issues. So they couldn't figure it out. Dude. Took it to the dealership. And yeah, I, again, I, my, again, my wallet is like four digits lighter. It's great. Again, it's God, not that drink. BMW doesn't fucking know how to make a car last. They don't put their money in doing that because it's think not a priority. Well, no, because the average BMW owner owns it on lease. They don't own it. They yeah. lease it. Right. So if you're leasing it, why do they need to make it reliable more than three years? You're right. You're right. And, and when BMW started offering uh, included maintenance for like the warranty periods or whatever, it's because people wouldn't take care of the shit, and they right. realized they and, could be CPO right, make more money on the resale. Yeah, yeah. And you know that's why BMWs, as soon as they're out of warranty or like out of lease, you know, like there is definitely like first buyers. Right, that just buy because it's a BMW or whatever. Look, right, everyone you know, like, knows the upcoming maintenance bill 
is going to come, right? Oh, it's yeah. a ticking time bomb at that point. That's why after they come off lease, the oh. MSRP drops by 50% on all German like luxury yep. cars. It's a great value, actually. Yep. To be the second owner of a luxury car is the best proposition. Yep. Yes, it is. Yep. Yes, it is. So I, I, that's what I'm saying. Why would you go to try to find all these fucking like 30-year-old cars when you could spend the same kind of money and get a I mean, much nicer what, car? That's what I did with the 120. Exactly. I could have bought... I was I was thinking about E46 M3, mm-hmm. uh, E E34 M5s. I knew that E28 is just too much, in ter- not 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 for because of the cost, but like in terms of like just, am I will I be able to keep up it with running this thing? You know that that was the thought. Right. So you know like it's like a modern car with you know like old BMW Ethos. Right. And it's actually the last of that because after. One one twenty eight, twenty thirteen was actually the last car that BMW had, and in the U.S. lineup at least, without a turbocharger. Right. So. So, anyways, Holland. Yes. Let's talk about your work history a little bit because I find it very unique mm. and kind of admirable. Because, like you said, I don't know how many freaking jobs you said you had but 22 22 <laughs> yeah dude i let me, hold 15. on hold on let me think i've so like i'm counting every single economic activity right. that i've done since anytime you collected like, a paycheck right, right okay right. if i if i got paid for something okay for my work okay Should I include working for my parents? Uh, sure, if you want. Then I've had nine. Really? Yeah. Am, am I weird in having that many? I think so. That's a lot, dude. I guess I never really thought it that way. Think about how many years? How many years you're old? Thirty-six. Yeah. So did you start working when you were fourteen? Like fifteen. Yeah, that's that's a lot then. So if you think about it, that's like a job a year. Exactly. And I believe it sort of turned out like that. That's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean. That shows I, you like the hustle in you. I guess. I, 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 well, my family was never that well off. So I didn't really want to ask for my par- ask my parents for money. But at the same time, there are things that I want to buy, you know, like right. clothes or whatever. I guess that's why I started working. Right. Although, the first thing that I've ever bought on my first paycheck was a Weber grill. <laughs> Dude, you that, know, guess what? I, and guess what happened to that Weber grill? What? I don't know. You may know. I feel like I did something with it, but I don't remember. <laughs> it, it, it was when you were going to NIU. Yes. And I had a grill in Jimmy's car or whatever. Yeah. And we stopped by your place. Yeah. You're like... You don't even have a place to put this grill. I have this townhouse. So why don't you just leave it here? I was like, sure, I guess. I don't know why. <laughs> and that was that. <laughs> Dude, are you serious? Yeah. Dude, my roommates used the fucking shit out of that. I didn't even know that was yours. I think they thought it was theirs. And I completely forgot <laughs> whose it was. 
<laughs> and, and by the time I was like, so Earl, whatever, can I get that bag? You're like, what you, wait, wait, that was yours. Bag? Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, do you know what happened? Huh. This is what happened. When I went back what to happened? school at, at, at Oakton, uh-huh. I interned, uh, or not interned, I meant, I had a mentorship uh, uh-huh. program. I, in my one of my mentors was an Emmy for Weber Grills. So I wonder if I saw his Emmy, huh? Mechanical engineer. Uh, okay. I wonder if I have his contacts though. I bet I could hit him up and just be like, hey man, do you still remember me? Like, <laughs> you know, like just like first of all, I just be like, hey, do you have any jobs at Weber? And and then segue No, I but like, hey, like, do you um what is your what do you recommend for a Weber model, right? For just like the, whatever. And just get to talking about that and then see like uh-huh. if we could just, if nothing, I'll just find you like the best deal and replace it for are, you. Are, are you trying to get me a grill right now? I'll replace it for you. <laughs> oh, no. Don't worry about it. I, I got the same one. Okay. I replaced it. All right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, it, it's just a funny tidbit. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I found this. <laughs> when you were talking, I, I was laughing by myself because I found the page mm-hmm. that we had in college. It, the official name of the title is... Actually, is this the official name of the title? I think someone changed it. It was it was definitely a lot more explicit than this. It, said, <laughs> it says the only people that bring the bad side of Earl Han. See, that just sounds. You probably changed it at one point because you were part of the member too. No, I definitely because, no. I just left because well, there's some shit that you wrote on, on here as well. Dude, please, but, please, but, screenshot everything and send it to me. And to be honest, another person that we could add to that club is Amber. Uh-huh. You, you know what's funny? Invite though? me back like, into the group. I will. I will. <laughs> but the last thing that was posted yeah. was January fourth, two thousand seven. Yep. It, it's it's <laughs> it's posted by Andrew Lee Shorty. Yep. And do you care to guess what it says, no. or do you just want to just like lay it on just you? Say it, just say it. It just says, "Earl is a low down, dirty pato." <laughs> Dude, you know what's so funny is because like all my Mexican homies call me Vato. <laughs> so again, I don't I don't take it as a term of offense. It's more of a term of endearment. And he also says, Earl needs to get out of this group. It's for pimps only. That's why I left the group. <laughs> That's legitimately because I'm so petty. I was not mad. Shorty said leave the group. So I, I bounced. Because I knew it was for fun. Oh, wow. This is great. Invite me back into the group, though. <laughs> Promise me that you won't change anything. This no, is a no, piece I of history. Dude, please, screenshot it and save it and send me those as well. No, you could screenshot these yourself. No, because I, I, it's funnier if I'm not in the group. I mean, all right, fine. You sure you don't want... Yeah, I'm still sending the invite. I'm the only one in this group. That's perfect. I mean, this perfect, dude. This is the beauty <laughs> of the internet. This is 2004, by the way, when Facebook first started coming to, out to the world. No, bro, you didn't go to Harvard. It was 2007 when you still needed no, a college no. ID. No, 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 no. I went to Iowa in 2004, right? Yeah. This was when they started expanding from Harvard yeah. to Ivy Leagues to like schools like UMich and Northwestern. Maybe for that, maybe for that, studious good kids like you. No, 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 no. But I didn't but, go to college in 2004 with a university w- that was accepted oh, to Facebook. Right, right. Because you know, you were a fucker. Exactly. <laughs> I wait till 2007. I see. I see. I remember. Like 
I went to Iowa and Iowa didn't have Facebook. And so my friends that went to North, Northwestern did. Yeah. So I'm just like, what the hell? Then a couple months later, it came to, and I was one of like the first like 300 people yeah. that had Facebook at Iowa. Yeah. Dude, I still remember you still need a college fucking ID. That's or right. College e- e- email. That's because we old. <laughs> I mean, not old. Now the- like like uh, in uh, the movie, not too old for this earth. Just too old to be talking about the internet. <laughs> but, I mean, dude, we are old. Dude, this is like a long time ago. Yeah, it's 20 years ago, almost. This is before smartphones. Just say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, before the iPhone. <laughs> Everyone remember what the, what the world was like before the iPhone? I mean, I lived it. I, I barely remember. Uh, that's true. I barely remember. I barely remember what I did yesterday. Yeah. I, I feel like I've been I've been recording. I've been in this recording loop, loop for past Yeah, well, past we're, finally, we're finally done, bro. <laughs> Thank God. Right. Um, What's next? Oh, your work history, my, dude. My, yeah, my work history. All right, all right. So I will skip all, like, the the the... Just start, just start hourlies. Just start from the job once you got the 120, once you had to sell the 120i. Okay. All right. So I was working at Kotra, which is like the Korean government agency in Chicago. And I had bought the first one series. Uh, it was a 2011 128i. This thing was, uh, it was so nice. It was silver, which I personally believe for this particular car. The titanium silver is the best color, but this thing was loaded. It had iDrive and all those people that hate on iDrive. It's not that bad. I loved my iDrive. It was great. It's pretty bad. It's it really isn't like by the second gen. The first gen was pretty bad, but the second gen was it was no different than like you know people used to say that Audi's MMI was better than iDrive, which is true compared to the first gen i drive but by the second gen i drive again go back to your work it was history better than mmi but anyways all right so i was working for this korean government i i did a lot of consulting for business development uh for these korean companies to enter the u.s market so i was assisting them through you know like the most basic thing as in like hey can i what do you think about this item in the u.s market to you know you know, establishing their branch offices. Uh, I've done, I've worked as their representative essentially uh, and go to trade shows and, you know, represent their brand and products to the U.S. market buyers. And I was doing all that, but I started opening my eyes to this thing called Bitcoin. We all know this. Yep. And uh, then I, 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 I realized that there is an opportunity in, you know, selling, buying Bitcoin in the U.S. exchange and selling them on on a foreign exchange somewhere else. And for me, that was South Korea. Uh, at the also time, also known as Bitcoin arbitrage, right? Yes, arbitrage. And uh, arbitrage is essentially you buy something in. I'll in, put it in the uh, show notes. You don't have to explain okay. it. Get out. Don't get off topic. All right. All right. All right. So, so I was doing that, and I needed more cash. You know, like we. We started with like a couple thousand, you know, like ten thousand dollars. Then, and I I pulled my combined cash from like, or each, each okay. 
And at that time, I didn't have that much money. So like I just took out what I had in my savings, which was like four or five thousand dollars. And I had I pull I, I used cash advance for my one of my credit cards to put it put into this. And I mean, it's an arbitrage. It, it, you know, yeah, like, I don't guaranteed. want people to misunderstand. Yeah, it's guaranteed. I, I don't want mis- people to misunderstand that I'm just buying Bitcoin to hold, and I'm just this some riskless, crazy fool. Okay, just just arbitrage it's is fine. very just, it's, it's But anyways, I, I needed the money. Like, well, that was the initial money. Then we decided to put more money in because you know the concept worked. You know, like you know, we understand that it works now. So we we each needed to put in 20 more thousand dollars so I, I i sold my first one series i sold it at a, you know, at a lot less than what i wanted to sell it at but whatever i needed the money so like i i i made cash that way and yeah i we put in again and we were cycling through probably around like a well, good, good amount of money and uh you don't, yeah, you don't we, have to say we, the number yeah we each would we each walked away with enough money to be able to quit the job that we had. It was a staggering amount when I heard it. Yeah, it, it could have been really staggering amount, but it, it, I mean, looking back, no, it's definitely a good amount. It's, but it's, it's, not it's like, a life-changing amount. You guys all quit your jobs, so therefore it is a life-changing amount. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely enough, but it was, I guess... No, it's not, it it's enough. not enough to retire, right? And like live, right, 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 live comfortably, right. like... Let's not you get still it had twisted. To work. Right. Let's not get it yeah. twisted. You still have a job. You still work. Right, right, right. But I was able to get out of a job that I didn't like. You can do the job. You Any job you choose to do. Uh, to a point. But anyway, so like, I so I was doing this with my coworker mm. uh, at the time. And he quit his job. I quit my job. And we were both like, okay, so what do we do now? And, you know, we, he, his, his father had, you know, a business down in Atlanta, you know, and essentially we bought into the business, you know, so I had, I had a share in the business and I was doing it, but the work, work itself was just really wasn't for me. I, I really like the, the industry itself, like how things got processed and how the payment process goes. Not, not that. You know, the, it required doing anything shady per se, but like, essentially, it was like a, like a home restoration business where you know, like disaster happens in a house, like flood, fire, whatever, and you know, home insurance starts to pay out the contractors and people who are involved in fixing the house, getting the homeowner back to normal, right? And it was just a constant fight with the insurance companies because insurance companies don't want to pay pay out to you. You know, they want to minimize their payment as much as possible. We have our, you know, like itemized, you know, like lines of cost. So we have to do all that. And it was just too much. So <clears throat> I sold back my share to the company. You know, I got the money back and uh, I, oh, oh, but at the same time, so I sold my BMW 128 at Kotra for the Bitcoin business, went down to Atlanta and I had, I only had to stop left at the time stop 93 yeah. and uh which is a great car by the way like for just a regular daily it's it was it's on by really, gm really then right yeah i mean it's been owned by by gm for a long time but for anybody that has watched uh top gears sob send off video when they you know finally went it declared bankruptcy 
they'll realize how much Saab had deviated from GM's directions. Yeah, oh yeah, that's I why know, GM I shut, know, shut them I down. Know, I know. It's it's insane. Well, no, here's the, the thing. G- okay, I'm not gonna talk about GM. Like, I'm not gonna talk about it because I've never worked for them. It's just mm-hmm. I'm an outsider. Mm-hmm. But uh, <coughs> excuse COVID. me. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk about GM because I'm an outsider. But again. They have to eventually get something approved by a GM head. So mm-hmm. the GM process, which is why they're so reliable, mm-hmm. ultimately. Yeah. I mean, the Saab 93 was actually a very reliable car. Yeah. Like, you know, it was old. It was getting old and you know, it was going up in miles. So, like, I had things that needed to taken care of, but it wasn't, like, anything out of line, yeah. you know? But it was, it was a little more than I wanted to spend, like, and there were a few things that were just like on the verge of going wrong. So right. I got rid of it, which I also regret as well. <laughs> I regret every single car that I've ever sold. Yeah, me too. But so I, for in replacement of that, I got another 128. And uh, I actually was thinking about BRZ yeah. at the same time. I was also shopping. F- I was also looking as far up as E90 M3. Mm. But only reason that I didn't get the E90 M3 was, well, one, it was expensive, but, you know, whatever. You know, I, I had enough money to cover it. But I needed to drive a lot in, in down in Atlanta mm-hmm. because I was doing a lot of sale, sales calls. Yeah, and I put, on, I put on like 36,000 miles in a year. But that's not all from sales less- calls, right? Because you're also doing driving to the mountains and stuff. Yeah, but it was mostly sales calls. Oh, like okay. I would drive like I would drive like 250 miles a day. Oh my god! Like so, and I, I, I at one point I had to go back and forth between Atlanta and Greenville. Wait, what happened to the Saab? Carolina. A Saab, I, I, I traded. I, I gave it to CarMax. Why didn't you just use that to drive around for the sales calls? I should have. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't thinking very well. I mean, I was doing that in the Saab. Yeah. Then I was like, like I, I guess all my regrets of selling cars stem from the fact that you know I, I I still end up looking at like the car's value and how much money I have to put in to get get it back up to like reliable daily, and that equation didn't work out. Right. But looking back, I'm just like, you know, it's not like I was like. It's not like I didn't have the money to fix it. It's just that it was like more of a principal thing. I, I don't want to put in this money for this, but I should have. Like it, 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 yeah, it was, it was dumb. But anyways, so I got the 128 because I needed the back seat, which BRZ didn't have. I needed decent enough gas mileage, so like that got rid of. That's the reason that I didn't pick the M3 because the gas mileage on an M3 and when you're driving that much, I calculated out to about thousand dollars a month Holy for get, like gasoline bills. So I'm just like, no, I can't do that. So, you know, so I was like, I I even thought about a 328 Mm -hmm. M Sport, Mm -hmm. uh, the E, the the F30. Mm -hmm. But it, I was used to the hydraulic steering of my 128 and three series steering is garbage. It's, you say how bad, like just in general, BMW steering is, and I agree with you when it comes to like dead on center, like you know, like that, you know, like that feeling. <laughs> the EPS version of 
BMW steering is 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 horrible. I don't know how they are now, but like the E30 or F33 series, it was just disgustingly bad. Dude. So again, <laughs> I the, crossed that out. The BRZ is also electric power steering. But it's great. That's it's my great. that's my fucking point. Subaru has the best ergo for under thirty thousand dollars, which is oh, why dude. I like wholeheartedly advocate for them. Even with all yeah, the dude. engine problems and with the understeer, just because just that driver feel is just so good, yeah. you can just tune out the rest eventually. Before test driving the BRZ, I was just like, you know, for me, like hydraulic steering system was actually a hard bar, like it was a hard limit. But after test driving the BRZ, I'm like, okay, that was unfounded because this is fucking great. It's just that that three series steering is just garbage. Yep. But yeah, so like, but BRZ got knocked out because it didn't have any back seats. I, right. I needed to carry more stuff and I carry people. So, the, you know, so like, you, as you said, it is the ultimate compromise, you know, you know, when it comes to it. I get it. I get it. But like, I also needed a car that I could take to the mountains yeah. every weekend. Ho- yeah, hold I also get it. The reason why I give you shit for it is because, right? Like, I don't, ha- like you say, like, don't have ass two things, whole ass one thing, right? So, yeah. I end up having this miserable lifestyle where I have a bunch of different project cars. I'm waiting. I've been waiting around for the space to work on them for. You know what I mean? Ever since I've been in Michigan, I've just been waiting to get a garage to be able to work on my fucking cars. Yeah. I mean, I I would love to have a garage myself, but anyways, but yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like people are like, Oh, why don't you just get like, if you're driving that much, why don't you just get like a regular car, you know, like get a Camry or like get a Sonata or like, you know, if you're in the industry of like restora- home restoration, why don't you just get a pickup truck, whatever? But Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia has mountains about an hour away. And that is an opportunity that I was not going to miss out on. Because when I was when I was living and working out in Korea, Korea has very easy access to good roads in the mountains too. But I was just drinking every night and I didn't think to buy a car. And, you know, when you're living in a metropolitan area, you don't really need a car. Oh, in Korea, there's no so, reason to have a car. It's more hassle. Right. So it was like, but I do, I did regret a lot of not having like a cheap car that I could just, you know, go driving the winding roads on. Yeah. So when I moved down to Atlanta, that was one of the goal and a mission to do that. And 128 just fit the bill quite well. 128i in the mountains is actually... It's formidable. No, honestly, like for what you're talking about, I call, I give you shit for calling it the ultimate compromise machine. But again, it's the ultimate compromise yeah. machine, right? It, it does everything well enough. Exactly. But that's just not how, like how I view cars, right? So that that's I mean, why I don't like BMWs. Right. Uh, like it's against them- my personal philosophy on what a car should be. I, and I understand, and I'm I'm actually the same way. It's just that I, when I moved down to Atlanta, I didn't know how much, like I, I didn't know how long I was gonna there be there for. You know, like I, I just wanted like one car that could solve all of my problems for the time being. Although I ended up buying <laughs> buying another car in the meantime, which is the '96 Volkswagen Passat B4 uh, Passat. Uh, TDI five speed. I'm pretty sure I told you gets, not to buy that car. I it's all right because I didn't lose lose any money on it. I got it for fifteen hundred dollars. It had a 
every time it rained, the rear seat got flooded. <laughs> the rear seat floor got flooded. The heater didn't work, but the fucker got it was a it's a 1.9 liter TDI, and fucker got like 56 miles to the gallon. Emission fuck emissions. There there ain't nothing in regards to emissions. This thing like every time I cold start it, like I feel like I'm gonna like suffocate and die until I get moving. Yeah. But state of Georgia on every single diesel vehicle has no emissions requirement, so it's all good. Like. And well, state of Georgia, only six counties, six counties of Atlanta has emissions test, but diesel altogether is is exempt. So it's great. I was getting fifty six miles to the gallon. But so yeah. any of you who want to know where to uh, register your car to bypass emissions, it looks like the state of Georgia. Uh, at the same time, I wouldn't recommend that per se because Georgia has this ad valorem tax. Like when you buy a car. So like even if you move to Georgia and with your own car that you already own and it's all paid for, mm -hmm. even when you register the car in Georgia, they will take a percentage of the value of the car. Right. And they will charge you for that. Michigan, Michigan does the same thing. Every every year your renewal is only twenty bucks because you've already paid the tax. Oh that's really fucking cheap then in the long run. It is. If you live in Georgia for like you know, like five, six, seven, ten plus years, it's super cheap. And you hold your car for a long time, it's super cheap. But like for me, who moved down there with my own car, paid that tax, sold the car, then bought another car, I ended up paying $1,000 to register my uh, 128 okay. initial registration in Georgia. And for me to get that back, I have to live there for like 10 years, right? right. But then I moved back to Illinois right after a year, so I paid another one one fifty to <laughs> register the car. I've paid thousands of dollars. Dude, to dude you know it's like three hundred something dollars now. Where in Illinois? No, it's like, it's one fifty. Then what is it? The plate renewal? That's three hundred something. I don't know. Something's that, something got very expensive in Illinois. It, car. it did, but not like three hundred. It used to be like like 110, 115, but now I think it's like 150, 160 or so. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm th thinking of something wrong, but like um, either way, like I realize like at this point, because Michigan changed their insurance law and Illinois keeps raising their prices to renew the plate. Mm -hmm. I'm finally changing my, to my license from Illinois to Michigan after seven years. You know, this is probably not something that you want to include in the podcast. Why? I own technically that's a technically that's illegal. No, I own property in Illinois. I rent in Michigan. But technically, you're a resident. Like you live in Michigan. Uh, mm, there, there are requirements to for you to. Well, I pay all my taxes here. I pay all the the correct taxes, so I don't know why I don't. Oh, I can't say it. Because like. Your it, it, it's based on your residence for not, driver's license. Lot, yeah, it is. It's never That's stopped why, me from anything before. It just caused me a couple headaches. Right. That's the thing. It, it, it's it's often not enforced. You know, like off, it's it's very easy for you to move to a state and not change your driver's license for years. Yep. Right. But just no, it's on only easy. It's only easy if you never have a brush in with a law, or you can mm. prove. You are not a legal resident, right? Right. Like, I guess you having property in Illinois, you, there is some. Like, I am not a legal resident of Michigan. 
I reside in Michigan, but I'm not a legal resident. No. I mean, I think owning a property in Illinois only gives you like a like an alibi to the whole thing. But technically, I believe you are a resident of Michigan. Okay, but I'm not doing anything illegal. Right, right, right. So like, again, it's not actively enforced. So like yes. things things like this just go on, you know, go, you know, get over the whatever. reason why i did it was because the insurance was like 200 dollars a month cheaper yeah i i mean i i get it yeah but for me i i didn't want to switch down to atlanta but that means i would have to drive up every year to get the emissions test in Illinois right. and do all that and go back down and i didn't want to do that but looking back i definitely should have done that because i wasted money you don't do the emissions test every year in illinois you do it every two years after the because car I'm, is uh a new car is five years old after a certain year it becomes every year though no after five years it becomes every other year right but then there's another tier beyond that where you do have to get it every year because i think my mom's chevy cavalier we have to get it every year what year is that like old, like old. No, the emissions laws were different then. Yeah, I don't know. But anyways. <laughs> Why are you arguing with me what emissions laws are? Because I'm a resident of Illinois. Yeah, but I have to understand the regulations. Yeah, but then you don't... It's not like, do you rem- memorize every emissions regulations of every state? No, but I know what every state adopts because it's a federal standard or a CARB standard. No, I'm going to look this up. Here's a, oh, my God. The enforcement is different state to state, but the standard is the same. There's two standards, CARB and EPA. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, every like just like how Georgia only has emission standards for six counties and diesels are exempt, there, there are a lot of leeways each state could have in regards to having no they're exempt don't have any no they're exempt from testing they're not exempt from the regulation right right. every car that gets sold does meet emissions that's my point they all have the same standards so in illinois but but what i'm saying is that that i'm an illinois resident with illinois plates that has to get emissions tests i have to go to illinois for emissions tests you think i don't know what the fucking policy is i've been living here seven years that's great. I don't necessarily think that you know everything in life. No, but I know emissions because that's my job or was my job. Again, for as a as an OEM to meet the national again as a standards. person who has an Illinois driver's license with Illinois license plates, I also know what the emissions laws are. I mean, by the same logic, I have Illinois license with Illinois. Did plates, you get so an I... emissions test last year? I did. Did you get the year before? I don't quite remember. Okay, exactly. I just got a tag. Exactly. But but again, like I said, you know, like I remember, you know, like my mom's car, we had to get it every year. The laws changed after Obama. Well, I'm still looking. Oh my fucking God. This is a waste of goddamn time. All right. I love you. So so what's what's the next on on, on the thing? Uh that's it. You own two 120 IMs. It's the ultimate compromise machine. Um what, wait, the ultimate compromise machine was on the bullet points? Yeah, yo. What a fucking dick. Uh, you, may, you know how to make a lot of money easily because that's what you, we've talked about, what you focus your life on, which is what I think is like very unique about you. And um, well, I wish I had more of that in me, actually. 
I guess I well at this point I sell masks by the way everyone <laughs> right which is a very genius thing to do at the beginning of 2020 or in the middle of 2020 I I will say it, to all of that I will say one thing is when you quit your job because you hate it without having another job lined up you 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 get forced into finding new opportunities or get a new job right and I I oftentimes my the path that I take is actually called it was determined by things like that I I, I tend to close that door first <laughs> then find the job find something to do instead of you look before you, know, you I, leave. I, I, yeah, yeah it's like most people would you know I don't really like this job so they would start looking into what they could do and applying and you know, interviewing before they jump I I oftentimes did not didn't do that I, i'm too impatient to do all that if i if i know i hate it i want to quit the job every moment that you stay there is waste of time was my philosophy yeah but and, and sort of worked out yeah but you're that's like it dude like again now you can just choose whatever job you want right you have the ability to wait it out to find something you want to do yeah right yeah i mean that's that's definitely true okay so you have and, the ability I'm, to I'm, do I'm, what you want I'm fortunate in that through those processes, I, I've I've earned enough or I've made enough money that I could have that little turn. But at the same time, I wish I could. I don't have to worry. Bro, <laughs> bro. Uh, like, let's say, right? Let's say net before taxes, you had like a, a Lambo-sized safety net. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but but that that. That amount worked because I don't have a family. Okay. I don't have anybody responsible right. that, I, that I'm responsible. But again, for. like let's let's be real here, right? Like we're not talking baby money. I mean, yeah, it wasn't. It was it was pretty good. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's my fucking point, dude. And like again, like I said, I, disagree. I feel like I, I feel fucking stupid because I've just been like, oh, and here, just take some of my money, and even though I don't fucking understand Bitcoin, all right, not I don't understand Bitcoin. I don't understand why people buy Bitcoin. Just take my money and make money with it. But instead, I was fucking stubborn. And I was like, no, Bitcoin's stupid. Like, I don't know why people buy this shit. It, well, I, so the set, the first time I had to sell the car, I was, I was raising like 20 grand, right? And I, I was short some money. So I actually, actually asked my mom, I was like, hey, tell you what, I'm not asking you to borrow. I'm not asking you to borrow money, but I want you to give me like five grand and I'll put in this with it. And you know, whatever percentage wise that is, I'll just give that to you. And that's how, how we bought the the Subaru her Subaru. Okay. Her car was essentially an outcome of that. Yeah. And uh I mean it worked out. Cool. But but yeah. So yeah, I guess you can um thank all the Bitcoin shorts at that time. <laughs> no, it was so Asian market in 2017 had just like very, very hot desire to uh, get Bitcoin. Okay. So, so just, they were yeah, just driving uh, the prices up. Yeah. And as as widely well as decent because Bitcoin is decentralized, you know, there are different exchanges around the world. And, but All at right. the same time, it's very difficult for Koreans to open up a US exchange account. So, you know, they're they're sort of like majority are were essentially forced to use Korean exchanges, but 
when you have a hot demand in certain region and it's it's very hard for them to get out of that region to buy the same thing you know that's where the inefficiencies are so you know okay but it crashed anyways again because you care about making money you know how to make money easily so anyways that's just the point i wanted to get across um Anyway, yeah, it, I just I, I just want enough money to not have to think about money, dude. I don't that, I don't care. I hate money. I I hate money as well. I hate I yeah. think about money. Yeah, but again, we all need it, right? It's a basic yeah. fact of life. So. And as much as you know, if you really hate money and you don't want to think about money, then you just need money. It, it, as as crazy as that may sound, it I, how can you live without money? So like either. You really become like this one with nature type of person. Uh, yeah, I know. You either it, right. You're you're gonna either grow your own food, but dude, I'm not trying to fucking pick my own tomatoes. <laughs> like I'm a fucking engineer. Right. I have better shit to do. Although I did grow some tomatoes this this past yeah, year. I'm gonna. That's why we bought the we bought the new house, right? Yeah, dude. Spent, gardening is actually a lot of fun. Dude, you think about how much I fucking to- told you. Like I hate owning a house. I don't want to ever own a house. But I realized, like, again, because there's so many other opportunities with the house, right? Yeah. Like, it's just a good investment. It is. It just, it, it it's a multi-purpose, you know, like, place. Right. It's like, not just a house, right? Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't spend half cars. a million dollars. Right. Well, right. That's that's a mindset that people should have. But people are like, oh, I just want a big house because, you know, it's a big house. But I just need a place to live. Ours like, isn't even that big. Not- it's modest. It's like. It's like 2,300 square feet with, and then like mm. a, whatever the basement is additional, but and it's, yeah. it's like on two acres though. So I can build out my garage. Right. Right. right and my and shop. That's, that's actually what I want. You know, like I want, I don't really care about the house itself. Like I could live in like one bedroom apartment for all, all I care, but I want that space that I could like have like a car storage if needed or like a, like a, I want to put a lift in that shop, you know, like a little storage it's gonna yeah. happen, man. Why do you That's think? Right. Why do you think I just hold on to these shells before they run away in price, and I just yeah. wait until I have the space? Unfortunately, life circumstances change, which is why sometimes I have to get rid of shells. Right, but you know, it, it it's not like you would get rid of them unless life actually dictated that you you exactly. choose exactly. this or that. Exactly. And you know, I don't it, like what it is. I don't flip parts. I don't sell like parts for money. Like I used to do that for a living. So I have no desire to do that again. So like, I just try to help out the community and I sell them for like yeah. cost basically. Or a lot of times I even lose money just to help other people out. So it's just like, um, the, like this mirror thing that got me fucking heated, man. Like people are s- selling these fucking stupid ass mirrors for $1,500. <laughs> Ganadors. <They're>, yeah, <laughs> Ganadors are going to literally be grand doors. They're going to be a thousand dollars a fucking side. Wait, I thought uh, a side. That's why it's grand a door. $2,000. That's what it's end up being. Is that what it goes for these days? It's $1,500 right now. Damn. Dude, everything's rising in price. You know, if everything's rising in price, that means... Inflation. Dollar, yeah, dollar's just not worth much anymore. No, it's stimulus. It's what's keeping the economy yeah. afloat, so it's fine. It we is. can all bitch about it, but we're all surviving. As long as we're all surviving... Oh, yeah. I, I don't I'm care. Not, I'm, because all the real-life stuff is still affordable, and all the luxury shit is getting out of hand, which I would yeah. pr- much prefer to see. Well, you know, even just like regular grocery stuff has gone up in price. If, yeah. you, if you didn't know but that. again but like look at the same time I, i'm not i'm not against you know like the federal government like you're putting money out there look what happened with gamestop it. well that it's literally GameStop. what happens when you put 
money in people's hands. They can select the winners instead of the corporations. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that I see, I don't necessarily think that the games, the whole GameStop situation is necessarily all driven by people who are using their like uh, stimulus money because one, we didn't really have any st- stimulus money yet. Right. We had the $600, right? Yeah. But I feel like there's, there's just, just a lot of people out there that just has a lot of money to begin with, too, though. That's yeah. not necessarily, that's still a retail investor. Because there's no so. more gambling going on. Right. There's no more casinos, right? right? Pe- people have a lot of money on their hands. And even people that wouldn't necessarily have, isn't necessarily like have ca- like piles of cash. But like when government, you know, like, you know, hands money out. I mean, I'm not going to refuse the money. Right. right? So the way I see it, we, I paid my taxes. So this is my money. Cause you guys said it is right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's just like a reimbursement of your tax dollars. Exactly. So anyways, on that note, Hohen, uh, again, it's we're way too fucking off topic. This is why you and I yeah. cannot I mean, co-host. It, it would never <laughs> fucking no, it, work. It, it'll, it'll be better. If uh, if we have a guest, yes, because we won't be talking to each other. Yes, thank God. <laughs> we'll just drive each other crazy. Can't get anything I mean, fucking done. Dude, again, <laughs> this was supposed to be a forty-five minute conversation. It's been two hours. Better than eight hours of last time. Yeah, but whatever, dude. I love you, anyways. Uh, right. I love you. Last time, someone shout like someone DM me on the after listening to uh-huh. and said they were bothered that you didn't say you love me back. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to make are, you, but I'm just going to let you know are, that it's out there. Are you bothered by I'm that? I'm not. Because we've known each other long enough, right? Well, we used to live together we'll just, too, like in, in Korea yeah. for a year. Yeah. Maybe we'll just make it this thing where you just say, I love you. Yeah. And I just <laughs> hang up. <laughs> you, you guys just with the uh. Uh, uh, Taiga. Uh, <laughs> See you, dude. Later, yo. Yeah.